0: Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment, and I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is never longer than thirty minutes, so let's get started. This week, we wanted to talk about creating or setting up a second location, uh, and this is this could be a lot of things for your work. It could be having like a just like a travel setup that you have in a backpack and you bring to coffee shops or that you travel when you know when you're when you're traveling you, you could take it with you to get your work done on the go um, this could be having an office outside of the home that you you know rent or something it, even, it could even be like if you're still you know, working for somebody else, obviously that it could be your setup at work versus your setup at home. Um, and then other kind of offshoots of having a second, um, location. So for instance, if you're setting up a vacation home and you want to be able to work in a vacation home or at your parents' house or something like that, um, you know, some kind of second location setup, why you would do such a thing, what that might entail and some considerations that you might have for how you set that up. Um, and there's, you know, getting into just the a brief overview of why you would want to set something like this up, you know, a lot of people just don't have good space or conditions at home to do the kind of work they have to or want to do. And, you know, this could be very basic things. Like, maybe your house is too loud, you know, if you have, like... You know, a lot of people, especially if you have young children, like your house just might be too loud um, to do things like record a podcast or have phone calls with people or things like or have meetings with people, things like that. Um, you also might be too loud for your home. Like if, if the kind of work you do would be really annoying or problematic to the other residents of your home, then you should leave to give them their home back. Um, so that, you know, that the loudness and things that go actually goes both ways. Um, there's also a lots of other possible problems. Like if you just don't have enough space to put like a desk and a computer set up and like, you know, a lot of people live in small apartments and they, you know, they just don't have an extra room to, you know, to put this stuff in. Um, and, and, or, you know, you might just be too distracted by being at home. You know, I have this problem all the time, uh, where when you're at home, It's really hard to draw those lines between what is work. When are you at work? And it's really easy in the middle of the day to be like, "Well, I really, you know, I want to go grocery shopping now because the store is going to be less crowded now than if I go later, and there's going to be less traffic in the middle of the day." You know, it's like, or like, you know, something's happening with the family and you want to be a part of it, or you want to help out. Uh, Whether your help is necessary or not, you might still want to help with things around the house and. And so there's there's lots of considerations for distractions and just physical conditions and and ambient conditions where a lot of people just need a separate space. It, it even could be something like if you're trying to get into video, like setting up a video a place to shoot video. Like that, that's if you're going to be doing that a lot, what you really want is a basically like a permanent setup because it's it's a lot of overhead to like set it up, tear it down every day. And if you're going to be shooting video, not only do you, do you need a space that is you know visually acceptable as a video set uh but also that stuff is big and it takes a lot of space and you know you just might not have that so there's lots of different kinds of work people like us could be doing and for a lot of it you really benefit from having a dedicated space and for a lot of people that space is you know might not be able to be in their house
1: yeah and i think too it's it's also something how i know from my own experience sometimes Changing location can sometimes be very beneficial to productivity. Um, it can also do nothing, um, which I've also had that experience. But there have certainly been times in my uh, in my working life where there is something just useful about going somewhere else. Um, you know, for a while I rented an office space uh, outside of my home. Um, I looked. I had a. I like a dedicated office. I did the like. You know, rent an office within a bigger office suite thing for a while. Um, and, and so there's definitely something like as much as I enjoyed at my, my current setup where I work, you know, primarily in my basement, um, there is something compelling and you, sort of interesting about going somewhere to work and having that. Um, that time in between, that there's a, that, that you, you know, in a weird way, I like everyone always complains about their commute, but I feel like there's a useful tool to sort of cue your body into, and your mind into saying, I'm going to go and do something. And the cost of doing that thing is, is tangible. You can feel that like, okay, I'm going to go and spend 10 minutes to go to this place so that I can work. And so then getting there, um, at least for myself, it's a, it's a little bit of a trick. It's a little bit of a thing that helps me, would help me get into it. Um, because I felt like, you know, I had to make sure I was making use of that, that, you know, it's like, it's like going, it would feel very silly, uh, you know, to go to rent an office, to drive 10 minutes, to go to it, go, you know, go in there, get set up, sit down and then goof off all day. Like, it would feel really pointless. And, like, why why aren't I just at home? Um, Like, there is something compelling about doing that. I mean, I've also had it go the other way where... Um, you know, for a while I, I heard people talk about going to coffee shops as like the great place to work and that's where they did all their great work. And I would go to a place like that. uh, And I personally would find that I could, I could never get anything done. Like it was so hard for me to concentrate in that environment. And I know that's just like, some people love it. Some people hate it. And I'm on the, it just does, it is completely not productive, but there is, you know, there is something about having a, 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 it's like creating a dedicated space, um, in general is, a, I think, a good thing, whether that be in your home or not. Uh, and if you can't do it in your home, or even if you have one in your home, having a alternative or different place is interesting. And I'm reminded of, um, if you are a listener of, um, of the Cortex podcast, which you definitely should be, um, they often talk, uh, gray, uh, CGP Grey on that, will often talk about for some of his, you know, when he's working, doing a extensive bit of work, he will actually even go to a different location. Like he will go to a different city, almost like on a working vacation, uh, even though it's just him. And it's an interesting thing that I've often kind of wondered how, um, that would work in practice as a developer where kind of having, I've, I've never actually done it, but I've been intrigued by the thought of like going on a kind of the equivalent of a writing retreat that if I was, you know, writing a novel, you could imagine, you know, going out to a cabin and, um, having a time where it's like, I'm going to spend, a, you know, spend, spend a week, spend three days doing something, you know, dedicated 100% on something and having no, no sense of being torn between two worlds um, and having allowing your, you know, your your mind to entirely focus on whatever that problem is you're trying to solve. Like, that's interesting. And I think it's definitely one of these tools where I don't think it, it's not universally going it's, it's to... It's not a magic bullet that's going to solve, solve pro- problems with productivity, but it is a really interesting and useful tool to um, you know to either trick your trick your brain into working harder to just have something different and sometimes difference is just what you need to not you know to get out of a rut. like I know in it even just in development, often I will kind of get the equivalent of uh, like writer's block where you know you often hear these things with writers where it's, it's you can hit a point where for no obvious reason, it's just really hard to be productive. and you know changing location, having a second location setting something up like that. It just gives you an opportunity um to try that, and if it works awesome like that was a really low uh you know sort of low cost typically way to to change um, you know to get over that
0: problem and so it's certainly something to keep in the back of your mind i suppose yeah i mean in a lot of ways like you know a lot of these things are to create artificial separations and artificial restrictions to help you know like me for instance i have very bad self-control and you know if there's other things for me to be doing that Sound interesting or, or, you know, give my brain the little hit of whatever the, the, you know, the satisfaction of like, you know, oh, let me see. Oh, I have a new message on Twitter. Let's see. Oh, here's a new email. Let's see what it is. Like, you know, having, having to like constantly like, you know, churn through these like social feeds and everything to satisfy my brain is a huge distraction. I mean, that's why I wrote, I wrote my Twitter app just to like help force me to have some self control around things like Twitter and Slack and stuff like that. And, to have you know as you mentioned like when you when you go to a place like this like when you go to an office or where you go on a work retreat or something like that uh similar even like if you go to a conference because it's just like a single purpose place you are there just to do that thing that i find really helps me like you know similar restrictions like if if you're on a long plane flight that doesn't have wi for wi-Fi or you don't want to buy the wi-Fi then you're offline and so you can have your laptop and be totally offline like you're not going to get tweets coming in when you're offline. uh, So maybe you can get some work done. Maybe you can program some stuff in Xcode that doesn't require an internet connection, like stuff like that. Like there's, there's a lot of, a lot of good I've found in like restrictions and, and, and kind of purpose purpose defined uh, retreats or holidays or trips or places. Yeah. And in a weird way, I've also even found it to be, um,
1: for a while, I when I when I rented office space, I uh, opened it up and shared it with a couple of uh, friends who also did kind of independent or contract or remote work, um, and we were not working on anything the same. Uh, but in a weird way, the peer pressure of being there with somebody else, um, I found to be a really useful tool, like it, for kind of helping me be focused and productive and kind of in the zone because. It's a weird thing but like even if someone if someone is sitting next to you doing their completely own thing like it's not like they're like my boss looking over my shoulder um but there is a, there is also something that is there's that created this nice sense of camaraderie and kind of in a positive way peer pressure where it was nice to go in in the morning and, you know, often t- we would talk about what we were working on often. Um, but it was kind of fun then at the end of the day to be able to be like, hey, this is what I worked on and to be able to show that to someone. Uh, and I and I, I replicate that a lot with, uh, you know, I show my work to my wife. But um, as another alternative for that same kind of thing, there's it's another option to work in a place where you're around other people who aren't necessarily your colleagues, or your co-workers, um, but who care or who would be interested in it. Like I'm also reminded of a local um NS Coder night um which is like you know just a little get together meetup um, that i used to go to that was you know once a week every monday night um and everyone would just kind of go and work on their own stuff but a lot of people would say and i, and I know several people who did launch their kind of more uh, independent work from something like that because it gave them a dedicated space where they felt like it was appropriate to work on their side project and then it allowed you know it was a nice environment where everyone is focused everyone is working Um, but if you have a breakthrough, if something goes well, if you have a success, um, you could celebrate that with people and people would care about it. So, you know, it it can be a nice little perk there as well.
0: Exactly. We are sponsored this week by FreshBooks. To all the freelancers out there, you know how important it is to make smart decisions for your business. Our friends at FreshBooks can save you hundreds of hours with their cloud accounting software for freelancers that is ridiculously easy to use. By simplifying tasks like invoicing, tracking expenses, and getting paid online, FreshBooks has drastically reduced the time it takes for over 10 million people to deal with their paperwork. They have all sorts of tricks and tips and tools for doing this. One of, the thing, one of the many things is that they automate late payment email reminders so you can spend less time chasing down invoice payments and more time doing your work and working your magic. When you email a client an invoice... FreshBooks can show you whether they've opened it, which puts an end to those guessing games of like, did they get it? Did they not get it? Have they seen it? And they have all sorts of other features. Uh, so for instance, they have a new, a new notification center. This is like your personal assistant, so you always know what's changed since you last logged in. They have a new project feature that lets you share files and messages with your clients, contractors, and employees. It's wonderful. If you aren't, If you're not using FreshBooks yet and you're listening to this, now is the time to try it. FreshBooks is offering an unrestricted 30-day free trial for our listeners. No credit card required. All you have to do is go to freshbooks.com slash radar and enter under the radar in the how did you hear about us section. We thank FreshBooks for their support of this show. So I thought it might be interesting to get some of these specifics of like what kind of second locations do you set up and, and what considerations go into those setups. And, you know, for me, first of all, it's very important, and and you know, speaking of the Cortex podcast, where a lot of our a lot of our friends like Gray do stuff like this, um, it's very important to I think have separate software setups. And this is you know, technically using multiple users, you could actually do this at home with your home uh, work uh, computer. I don't actually do that with mine, and I should, but I but like one of the problems when you have just one computer, one location where you do everything is when you know is basically when you sit down to work. All your personal and hobby and side project stuff is all right there. It's all on screen. It's all the same apps. It's all blended in. You know, your windows might all still be open from the night before when you were doing like fun hobby stuff. So it's very tempting to just start doing you know stuff like that or administrative work that is not your core work. Um, and and you know if you have a separation, if you you know if you if you have Two computers, and one of them is just work stuff. Then, when you sit down at that work computer, in, in whether it's a separate place or not, when you sit down at that work computer, you are like prompted to do work by that computer. Like there's like it might not even have any personal stuff on it, or it might have so much less personal stuff on it that it there's way less ability for that distraction it's almost like a separation of church and state and it's like you know you keep your personal stuff on personal devices keep your work stuff on work devices again this is not something i practice but it's something i should practice because i I see a lot of value to that maybe
1: yeah i don't know i I go i'll go round and round on this i've tried like i've tried the approach where like i would put different software on different machines and for me i find that it kind of become i just always it it feels cumbersome rather than useful like it's it's i think it's the type of thing where it can be very useful depending on the kind of work you're doing and the just the way which you tend to to you know to, to manage things but for me i've tried it a little bit like I, for a while i did the you know i put all communication type software and setups on a laptop and then i put all of my development stuff on my you know my, my, on my main desktop and just kind of have like you know if I, so if i'm going to go email or slack or twitter or anything like that uh, rss like that was that all in like a separate machine um, and that it would you know in theory would help me when i was focused at, at work but inevitably like thing, things would start to get awkward or cumbersome and it's like well i need to email this file that i just made to my designer and so now i need to like save it into dropbox go to the other computer lo- load it up and the cumbersomeness of it, often I found to be kind of counterproductive, but it is all at the same time. It's, a, it's it's just one of these tools that it might be worth trying, and you could have great success with it, or you may not. And, you know, you're, you're, it doesn't need to be a precious thing. Like, there's no right way to do this, but it's an interesting tool um, to, to at, least, at least, you know, consider and try.
0: Yeah. So another thing to think about is, like, you know, so uh, assuming that you're setting something up out of your house— um, what, one of the big factors that goes into what you should do here, I think is whether it's considered like semi-permanent or whether it has to be a temporary thing. So if you're just going to, you know, if you're thinking about a travel setup or a coffee shop setup, that's going to be, or even like, like the vacation kind of like, you know, working vacation setup, that's going to have to be entirely portable, entirely temporary. Um, so you're going to need, you know, it's going to need to be a laptop, um, or an iPad or both, um, and you're gonna need like you know headphones like keep everything t- you know together. You're gonna need probably like some kind of like travelable mouse or something like that. Um, one of the problems with this kind of setup is it makes it very difficult to involve things like external monitors and full-size keyboards just because they're so big and clunky Um, and this is an area where i usually struggle with this kind of setup there are a few workarounds like for instance there's a number of apps that let you use an ipad as an external monitor to your laptop and they they have varying degrees of success they're they're a little bit wonky usually Um, i don't think any of them work that well yet to be honest Um, although there's some promising upcoming projects that i think are coming out soon but um, that's it's just kind of a fiddly, difficult setup that so far has been fairly unproven. So for the most part, there really is not a great way to have multiple monitors or a large monitor in a travel setup. Um, so that that to me is, is the big downside. And again, the you know not having my giant split natural keyboard available to me um, also gets fairly uncomfortable for long periods. So the, these these types of setups, you know, they they they're wonderful if it's all you have. Like if you're on a plane. And you have a laptop, you can take it out and get work done. That's amazing. Like if you can, you can go to anywhere in the world with a laptop and get work done. Like that's awesome. Uh, but if if you have any more permanence in your setup, uh, you might want to consider something else. And so there's lots of different ways that you can do this. Um, again, this you know this could be an office out of the house. It could be um, you know a vacation home or your parents' house, your in-laws' house, some you know some place where you go a lot. Um, you know on vacation or or just to get out of to you know just somewhere else that you go um if you own these kinds of places versus if you rent them for like a week seasonally uh you have more options with things like monitors and things um you know so there's it, there's the question of like do you set up like a second desktop or or your first desktop there um that i don't love that option usually because like it's it, most people should only be maintaining one computer if you have to have more than one computer, the right number of computers to have is usually two. <laughs> and yeah. you don't, it's kind of like cats, you really don't want more than that. Like it's, it can get out of control really fast. Um, and so, it, it, usually, the right setup is to have something at your house and something at your work and have one of those be a laptop that you can therefore bring if you have to go on a trip somewhere or if you have to go somewhere temporarily, then like you have something that you can bring. Now, again, for the, for the kinds of work you do, maybe you can get away with, say, an iPad and have two desktops, like one at home, one, one at the workspace or whatever. Um, that's possible. I don't think it's going to represent a lot of people, especially listeners to the show. Um, so, you know, chances are there's going to be a laptop involved here somewhere. So it's really nice to have... One of those be the laptop, which then can cover any other needs as they arise now there 's nothing saying that the one at home has to be the desktop. You could you know depending on your needs, you could have your big honking, awesome desktop be at the office and have the laptop be the thing that you keep at home for occasional travel needs, like you could flip it depending on what your needs actually are there
1: yeah and that 's what I did for a long time when I had an office outside of my home that 's I, I had the I had my iMac set up at the office, and then I had a, a MacBook Pro that I would, you know, take with me on trips or when I needed to do work at home or just kind of opportunistic work. I think is also an interesting situation and something to keep in mind. That once I had, like, I so at some point I kind of worked out what I would need to be productive on a travel basis, like in a, you know, I have a little kind of teeny a laptop stand so that I could raise up my um laptop off the desk and then I just took one of those little like the smallest uh Apple wireless keyboards um and a magic mouse and I could put like it's pretty it's a small enough collection of things that you could very easily put that into a backpack and I found that Having that available was also really useful, just for opportunistic work. Like I found that every night, they, it's it's a very common thing. I think if you have you know ch- young children who can't drive themselves, where you'll take your ch- you, you, you drive you drive a kid to somewhere to an activity, and then you're gonna wait. You're just gonna sit and wait for you know an hour while they do their piano lesson or whatever it is and i there was a time when i would just you know i would bring my bring my computer and try and make the most of that time um and often it's useful i found to once i made that setup straightforward that it was sort of like i had this go bag that it's like okay i know what i need to bring with me um and i could just take it with me set it up and be comfortable you know not not like you know i find working on just just straight on a laptop on a table can be really you know, physically painful. So once I had my setup dialed in, I could just use that. I had that available to me, and you know, you never know what you're. It's like if you can redeem that time um, to be productive, then you know that's can be potentially quite a quite a big upside to putting in a little bit of work to you know under making a an actual useful mobile setup in that
0: way. Oh, definitely, absolutely, yeah. Another thing to think about, like if you're going to be somewhere for more than say a week. Um, it might become worth it to actually set up like an office desk and an office chair. Like, like it's funny, like a table and chair. Like I've occasionally like been on vacation or something somewhere with a laptop, and I try to get work done at like you know the dining room table or like the kitchen counter bar or whatever you know yeah. some some place in in a house, and I'm always just dying for like, please can I just have an office desk and an office chair? Like that's all I want. The good thing is, you know, as much as we've talked in the past about how we love our very expensive office chairs for our like permanent you know eight hour a day every day setups. Uh, you can get really cheap office chairs and office desks these days. Like last summer we were going to be at the beach for a month. And so I had sent over an Amazon basics desk chair for like, I think it was like $40 and a really basic desk that and cuz all i knew was like i need something height adjustable on the chair like so i can like sit at the proper height with the ergonomics and i brought over a keyboard i bought the stupid lg 5k ultrafine monitor which is mediocre but it's fine for this kind of use and i brought a laptop and and so i had a desktop like setup there for not that much money especially cuz I, I took the monitor home with me again um so not that much money and it was like you know just to buy a really cheap Desk chair and 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 desk was combined under a hundred dollars, and it was you know again not great for your permanent setup, but totally fine for a month of regular use. You know, and and so like there's lots of options like that. Like if you if you have any kind of long term or permanence to to a place, set it up like set it up right with at least proper ergonomics. This you don't have to get great stuff. You don't have to get a lot of stuff. Uh, but, you know, the basics, like, give it an actual desk chair, not, like, a dining room chair at a dining room table. Like, that's going to mess you up ergonomically. And and if you're going to be, you know, working on a computer a lot, look into ways you can get an external monitor there and a keyboard and mouse so you aren't just hunched over a laptop all day. That, that makes a huge difference.
1: Yeah, and I think, too, it's just the importance of keeping in mind that um, I know it's so easy to not, to think of spending money on your like product your work environment to feel unnecessary, like in the, because in the sense that it's all, all I really like, if I strip it all down, all I need to get work done is a laptop. Like it just, if if that's all I had, I could work and anything to enhance my working on that laptop um, is in the, in that sense unnecessary. Um, But it is tremendously useful. And it is something that I know I've had to drill into myself over the years is the, I'm doing a professional job that is hopefully making money and the, anything that I can do, like it's, if I can, if there's a relatively straightforward way that I can exchange, um, a, you know, a little bit of money for an increase in productivity, um, unless I'm you know, unless my productivity isn't worth hardly anything, like it's always a break. I'm always coming out ahead. I'm never a break. You know, I'm, I'm never falling behind on that. And so, yeah, it's like, even if it is going to be for a relatively short term basis, Getting a basic chair, getting a, a basic desk, if that's going to allow you to actually get some work done, like in the scope of your work, those expenses should be fairly minor. Um, and any, any anytime you can see those opportunities, like obviously you can go down to the extreme where you're you know you're kind of just fixating on optimizing everything, that's probably unproductive. But you know, I've definitely gotten into the habit now where it's like anytime there's a small, simple quick thing that I could buy that I think will make me slightly more productive, um, I buy it because it's those little, you know, it's like that little productivity boost is... Um, almost certainly going to come back to pay for itself. You know, it's like my desk right now has um, iPad stand or iPhone dock stands on it. Like I have three or four of those because I found it was just that much more convenient to be able to have my iPhones stacked up and looking at me rather than flat on the desk when I'm doing testing. Oh yeah, so I did it, and it's like they're four or five dollars. Like they weren't expensive, and they don't need to be fancy, but. I was able to, you know, spend a little money to make the my environment that much better. And I think with a second office or an environment like that is another great example of a place where you can be thoughtful about what would enhance your productivity, and then be able to make these little purchases that can, you know, pay for themselves very quickly.
0: Oh yeah, and and you can justify any amount of expenditure, you know, really depending on your on your on your uh, means. Like, you know, if you you know if you want to go the super inexpensive, efficient route and get the Amazon Basic stuff that's fine. That's a perfectly valid you know, thing to do, especially if it's going to be for something that's not going to be under heavy use for a long period of time. Um, like if it's going to be like a vacation home or, or something like that. But uh, you could also argue like, well, this is your work. This is what you need to make your living. So if you want to get something a little bit nicer, as long as that's not going to like break the bank for you, that is a totally justifiable purchase. Because, you know, as you said, you know, like, oh, you, you think you can just take a laptop and work anywhere. And, and that's, that's partly what you need. But you also need your wrists and your back <laughs> and your brain to be happy. And, and so, you know, you need to also make sure that you are taking care of your your body's physical and ergonomic needs very well, as well as you're going to a place that actually want to make you happy. Because ultimately, you know, we have worked our butts off to become independent developers so that we can work wherever and however we feel like it. And you should, when at all possible, have that be in a in an environment that you actually really enjoy because you earned it like if you're here if you're if you're working somewhere in your own office or in your home like you earned that you worked your butt off to get that and that can be nice damn it you you should enjoy that oh
1: sure and i think too it's the it's a nice thing to have the ability to tailor it to how you what what, what do you need and what you would actually enjoy um, you know, that it is as understanding that everybody's different. And for me, what's, and, you know, what, what, what is a a delightful enhancement to my work environment might be different from you. Like, I know you listen to music and with very expensive, fancy headphones. That's not something that I need. I just needed headphones that would block out noise. Um, but that's, you know, it's like that's that, it's like finding those areas where it's, it, it is actually a value add, where you will enjoy it, where it will be a nice reward, like. Take advantage of that because you have the choice to do that. You're not going down to your office manager at work and saying, "Hey, I'd, I really, you know, my wrists are starting to hurt. I kind of wish I could have this laptop stand," and filling in a requisition form or whatever. Like you can make that choice. Take advantage of that flexibility. Take advantage of the ability that you can decide what you're going to do. Um, And then just enjoy that, yeah, you can make an opposite opposite environment, whether that's at your home, whether it's in a second location, wherever that is, um, that is optimal for you. And I think if you're thoughtful about that, like if you actually think about, you know, how you work and then observe yourself and say, "Did, did what I think actually plan out, you know, you can end up with a much better result.
0: Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye.